Cheryl Maxey, and I'm one of the co-editors of Rockets and Robots. And I am James Maxey, also one of the co-editors of Rockets and Robots, and, and for Rockets, also the illustrator. I did all the illustrations and the cover on it. This series contains some of the people behind the anthology Rockets and Robots. In this episode, we talk with editors James and Cheryl Maxey. Editing and putting together anthologies is hard work. So what inspired you to undertake this specific project? Was there a genesis moment? We came up with, with three ideas. Last year, the first idea we pitched was Ghost Pets. We were at dinner with some other authors, and mm-hmm. I was like, we should just do an anthology for, all, for kids. Everybody just give me a, a story about a ghost you know, ghost cat or ghost dog, ghost pig, whatever. And, you know, if I could put a cat on the cover, it's going to sell. And after the event, we started talking about, you know, well, we could do this, that. It helps to have more than one book at a time. It helps to have, if you have one title, you might not sell it, but if you have multiples, it's good to go. At heart, I love science fiction. And I really felt like, I wanted to do a book of hard SF that would be the sort of stories that I liked to read when I was 12 or 13 and would go to like the town library or the school library and there'd be these science fiction collections or anthologies at the time. There'd be publishers would still put out these nice chunky anthologies and libraries would carry them and I would just read two or three hundred short stories in a year and so I really was wanting to get capture that sort of nice, chunky rocket science, science fiction. So one of the criteria I put out for the solicitation for the for rockets and robots was that all stories had to be either in the far future or on a distant planet. Because a lot of contemporary science fiction is five years in the future <laughs> or, you know, some sociological twist or maybe an alternate history and I really wanted to just get back to that sense of wonder, exploring new worlds, or gosh, what is the future going to be like? And so I was really hoping to find mm-hmm. stories with good science fiction bones to them. If you have something else that we should say, speak about, well, go ahead and let me... Paradoxical Pets, I'm hoping will be out by the end of the year, but I'm just now getting the illustrations sorted out. So a lot would have been when the illustrations can be available. The other release that we have out is called Beware the Bugs. And my inspiration here was just 1950s B-movie giant bugs stomping through cities. (laughs) And it has a blend of science fiction and fantasy, you know, and it's not all giant bugs. There's, you know, tiny bugs, tiny tiny bugs, but still still managed to cause mischief. And spiders. But but they're Uh, giant in men. They're giant in ego, though. They're tiny bugs, but giant in ego. Yeah. Well, there's one story where it's called Sisters of the Long Year, and it's just ordinary spiders just is told from their point of view, encountering a human that's that knocks aside their web while they're hiking, and it's just told as this horrible monster and this 
terrifying disaster that they're experiencing, lucky to escape with their lives. And yeah. that sort of playing with point of view was something I really, really enjoyed. I would one last thing I would note is even though we're marketing these towards kids, I wasn't looking necessarily for simple or non-challenging stories. We talked to a lot of the 10-year-olds who are incredibly well-read. We've had discussions with 10-year-olds who've read Moby Dick. And wow. <laughs> and now that's crazy. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so it is. But, you know, we, we, I sold a copy of a novel to, a, to like an 11-year-old girl once on a Friday. And she came back the next day and was telling me how much she'd liked the book. And I was asking nice. how far she got. She'd read the whole book every night. Oh, I believe that. Uh, knew, all the, knew all the details. You know, was just you know, very, very excited about it. The the main thing is I want a good, solid writing that adults can enjoy as well. It's mainly talk to parents. They want to make sure that there's no obscene language. They want G-rated stories, but the kids that we're reading to uh, or that, we're, that are out there who are hungry readers, they're pretty advanced along for, for reading <laughs> for the ones that will, 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 will snap these up. We worked on these three books all at once. We received over 500 stories for the three books that we whittled down to what we selected for, for the three different books. And I think we had some pretty, pretty hard criteria. There were some stories that we received that we immediately knew we would not take. And then there were other stories, you know, we were reading them independently and it would be like, this person gets it. They understand the assignment of what we wanted, a child protagonist or just something appropriate for, for someone in this age range, but also just really a, an excellent story. Yeah. So we really. So Morningstar City, your story, yeah. you know, it was like a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. You've got child protagonist. With a cat. With a cat. A cloud city. I mean, some good hard science fiction about the air pressures and the atmospheric composition. So it was just instantly reading it. it. It was a plausible future that you could get excited about. It had a charming protagonist and parent relationship. And I just, I feel like I, if this weren't in a kid's anthology, you know, I encountered this in Asimov's or something, you know, I, I would think, wow, this is a nice, nice solid uh, science fiction story. So that's, yeah, you know, I'm you. really excited to, and that's why, why I put that in as the, lead story. I just thought it was like, well, here's here's a perfect slot. Also, I wanted to have one rocket story at the, st at the front. Yours counts as the rocket story. I want a <laughs> robot story at the front. <laughs> because then I go to a to the one story that isn't quite in our criteria, which was the Dinosaur Portal Mayhem, which is a story set in the past and possibly an alternate Earth. Oh. But I saw the title Dinosaur Portal Mayhem and I'm like, I, I'm going to publish a story. <laughs> nice. That's the squeeze story. Every now and then one squeezes in, that's just, you just love and see, so you, you know, you get it in. Well, I, I wrote an essay about escaping the slush pile and about how you're, you need at the beginning of your story, I want to, but before I get into the page, I want a person, a place, and a problem. I want to know what the story is about right up from the front, that there's a mission and you're not wasting time getting there. And and as I was thinking about it, I was like, here's the story, and here's what she's getting. I realized, oh, wait, she didn't the title. Dinosaur Portal Mayhem. There's the, there's the character. There's the uh, uh, 
the setting and there's plot point, the mayhem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Conflicts right there in the plot. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, perfect example of, what, of, of a great, great story to escape the slush pile with. Nice. All right. So people listening to the show, how do they find your books? Best way to find my books is just to go on Amazon and type in James Maxey. The quickest and most direct route, route to get there. I have a website, but I'm a little tardy in updating it. <laughs> Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, just, just search for Word Balloon Books and you'll find us on social media. I'm interested in getting Rockets and Robots. Where do I go? The best place to go is just go to Amazon, type it in with, an and, with the and symbol instead of spelling out and. <laughs> But if not, go to the James Maxey author page and you'll, you'll mm. find it. There's, okay. uh, make sure you're searching in books because, fortunately, when you type in rockets and robots, you get a lot of yeah. puzzles and toys. Hopefully, as we get more, more books sold, you'll, you'll rise up on the, yeah. you know, get off the second page and on the first page. Hi, I'm Cheryl Maxey, and I'm one of the co-editors of Rockets and Robots. And I am James Maxey, also one of the co-editors of Rockets and Robots, and, and for Rockets, also the illustrator. I did all the illustrations and the cover on it. Sci-Fi Thoughts wants to expand. We want to grow from not just your podcast player, but to spread to your co-workers, your family, and your friends. But I haven't got any friends. Why, you little... One, two, three... Oh, no, you don't. We know you've got friends who are, who are into the science, who are into science fiction. These are the people who are playing Halo and Stellaris and, and other space games instead of watching college football. There are the ones in the NASA t-shirts who are busy inventing something with their 3D printers. Email them a link to this podcast. Send them a social media request. Heck, even speak to them and tell them that you've enjoyed the show. The main point is to impress upon them how much you enjoy sci-fi thoughts. Tell them to go to the URL sci-fi thoughts.space. Don't keep sci-fi thoughts secret because keeping secrets from science fiction fans just isn't nice. episode of the Rockets and Robots series. The first episode was 194. If you missed that one, go to your favorite search engine and type in Lancer Sci-Fi Thoughts Archive and you will find the show Archive. Next episode, you'll hear from some of the authors who are published in the Rockets and Robots Anthology. Eric James Stone, Bruce Markison, Anne E. Johnson, Catherine Hannafin. These are the folks you'll hear in next week's episode.